Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. one and all welcome back to the den for the start of the 2018-19 season you are of course listening to Akdung Millwall the number one Millwall podcast my name is Nicholas Hart with no middle name and we are awaiting the arrival of the two teams for this opening championship fixture of the new season den is bathed in sunshine dear listeners it's a beautiful sight the the pitch is um, in, in wonderful condition beautiful green deep emerald green uh, flags flying on the docker stand opposite me. It really is a wonderful place to find. Just a very, very warm day, though. Mark, you. We've had a bit of a heat spell again this this week in London. Wherever you're listening in the world, I did see some extreme temperatures around the world. It's not quite central Spain here, dear listeners, but it's going to be a very warm afternoon's work for this Mill versus Middlesbrough opener. We're just awaiting the arrival of the two teams. It is, of course, the 25th anniversary of the uh, opening of the Den. Um, an event I remember very well Mill versus Sporting Lisbon all those years ago and um, we're now joined by Mill aristocracy Michael Simpson and guests it looks like how are you Mickey? I'm good mate you? yeah I'm good mate here come the two teams dear listeners Mill kit this season is the same dark blue it's got like a a, a pinstripe, a subtle pinstripe, Mickey, isn't it? That's it, yeah. Now, I've got one question for you, mate. Were you involved in the choice of the away kit? No. <laughs> All right, we'll take that as read. It wasn't. <laughs> who was, incidentally? Who, do you know who chooses these things at the club? I think it's the um, commercial and... I think it's commercial Neil and the, and, um, the CEO, I think. All right, well, then, then I want you for crimes against football humanity. 
for the middle uh, away kit, better we won't win on that, the two teams shaking hands out in the middle. Decent crowd here Dennis, I did read 13,000 plus expected here today, and it looks pretty full, a few seats around me in Buck 1, Middlesbrough in their red shirts and white shorts, as long as in their dark blue and white. I'm only kidding about the, the away kit, it's um, not that bad, it looks a bit like a training kit, um, who, who cares in the end I suppose. It does look a bit close to the, uh, the, the first home 11, so I'm not sure what the purpose of a, an away kit is if it clashes with your own home kit. But anyway, we'll um, maybe one day get answers from the, uh, the parties responsible for choosing these things. We do, it means we'll need a, a third choice kit, and I'm hoping if um, Steve Cavanaugh's listening to this show, it's going to be a white or it's going to be a yellow. So a little hint there for Steve Cavanaugh. George Archer's wearing a luminous green lion affair certainly stand out if he's on the railway it's a great action the referee's shirt and Jordan's kit are very close so I'm not sure how that's going to work out both teams regard this as a big opening day test Middlesbrough managed of course by Tony Pullis signing to £7 million £5 million you name it Mills uh, additions over this course of the summertime have still not broken our Paul Goddard record in 1990 £800,000 that's still intact despite the arrival of Jury Scalak, one of the longest-running transfer um, stories of, of uh, recent times, all week that he's running on. The barber, his barber, who's um, carved out a Mohican on his head, released the news on Instagram, kicked off, by the way, whilst I waffled about Jury's barber and his, and his Mohican. This is Jed Wallace on the, on the right side, with uh, Morrison in attendance. Big season for Steve Morrison. He must, have, um, must be thinking about the end of his career now, must he? Who's going to be the... The other main striker for the Lions. There's storylines upon storylines this season for me. So Scalak apparently was um, a much sought after player by Neil Harris. Um, we, we had to get Marshall, Ben Marshall, um, who was instrumental in helping to create that magnificent unbeaten run, of course, last season. But uh, apparently, my snouts tell me, the Scalak was um, on, on Neil's radar for some time. Uh, and we've, we've tried a few times to, to uh, claim him. So now we finally do have him. A Czech international which is interesting I was thinking in the drive coming over this must be one of the most um, you know uh, the middle sides glittering with international caps I can't think of many times we've had so many international players maybe it's a mark of the championship and where it's at in the modern times a long ball falls there through Lee Gregory we're inside the just inside the second minute at the moment this is Wallace on the right hand side it's a beautiful ball floated in the 23 goalkeeper wearing a kind of an orange and um, chocolate number claims quite easily Early attack now for, for Middlesbrough. They're going to get a free kick on the right side of the middle half. The five stands over it. Early chance then to loft in. We're going to have to be on our guard. This is a Tony Pullis team. We're going to have to be on our guard against um, set pieces. He does favour big boys. I see the 24 inside our area, centre half. I think he's a big chap. As tall as Jake Cooper. Taller, arguably. So there we are. 10's going to take. Floated it in. It's straight and high over the bar. And you can carry on doing that all day long. I just realised I'm giving you the teams today, dear listeners. Jordan Archer's in goal. Back line is Marlon, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson, and James Meredith across the middle. Saddle and Williams on the wing. Aiden O'Brien, Jed Wallace up front, Steve Morrison, and um, Lee Gregory, of course. What a poor show this is. When, Four minutes into the game, I still haven't given you a team's rundown. Lies again halfway inside the middle of the half. This is Jed Wallace attacking down the touchline. 
in front of the new um, lead advertising. There's a ball into the middle. It's all taken up. Brian, that loops over. It's going to be a middle corner on the left. Six minutes. Yeah, Millwall got a lead advertising screen. Very modern football, dear listeners. I'm not sure I approve. My the um, the old fuzzy old uh, old timer in me um, prefers the old uh, well the ABCDE half-time scores. Really, been my choice. But um, at the moment, we're advertising Jeff's one million on the Sky Super Six. We're going to get all that advertisement down in at the end. But anyway, there we are. Modern modern football all around the edge of the of the pitch is a uh, lead advertising screen to take advantage of the advertising opportunities afforded us by Sky TV. Here comes the cross into the box, just bouncing around, taken under pressure from uh, Jules Savile there by the orange goalkeeper. This is the level of global coverage. We're going to get Mill versus Gillingham in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday the 14th of August being advertised. That'll be beamed all around the world, that fixture. From Timbuktu to Xanadu, there'll be... Uh, Tribesmen, pygmy tribesmen in the depths of the Borneo jungles. Only words will be Gillingham and Lee Gregory of English based on that coverage. Oh, it's nice to be back at the football, though, dear listeners, isn't it? Have you missed it? I've missed it. I know we had the World Cup, but it's not quite the same thing for me. It's all TV based. This is the real McCoy sitting in a, in a stadium in the Millwall. Good full house in here today, actually. It's a pretty good crowd in here. Um, it's nice to be back in the, the real deal. Um, decent enough start by the line so far, no real chances. The only uh, opportunity for Middlesbrough was the uh, the set piece really, and that was ho- hoisted into Rosette of the cold blow lane in. So eight minutes, nine minutes in, so far so good. Little chewing gum wrapper update. I last, at the end of last season, I stuck a chewing gum pack wrapper in the uh, crack of the corner where I sit in block one, and um, listeners around the world, across the globe, will be pleased to know that it is still there. It still resides in that spot. To see how many seasons pass before that's actually removed. It's also a tribute to the, uh, the my forcing in ability that misses. That it's re- you know it must have passed um, heat, sun, storm, rain, the lot, and remains in place. Here come Middlesbrough. Come towards ten minutes. Diagonal crossfield ball on the left, and ball's had a crowd not given by the Kevin Friend, I believe, is the referee, and no friend of Millwall shot from, from distance is bobbling that's taken well enough by Jordan Archer question marks over Jordan Archer's goalkeeping of course we've covered it many times I'm not going to dwell on it today but he took that well enough it was a, it was a difficult scuff that was shot down low and he took it so um, well done Jordan Archer so you got a new podcast out Mickey the 1885 podcast you done yeah there's a there's a there's a couple coming over the season little break forwards here mate excuse me Paul Gunner Lee Gregory from the right-hand side. Aidan Bryant slams in on 11 minutes. Lions leading 1-0. Fantastic take. Goal scorers take. Great start for Lions. Nice little ball in from the right-hand side by Lee Gregory. Across the six-yard box. Slammed in. Slammed in by Aidan Bryant. As is his want. Natural goal scorer, I've seen this close watch a replay. All breaks all ball down the right. Gregory into the box. Finds under Bryant actually slams it home from close. Nice finish. Middle one. Middlesbrough nil. 12 minutes. So yeah, we're talking about your podcast. Um, what did you have on it then, Mick? Uh, this week's one is uh, Butterfly Collector and Bongo from Hoff. Two characters there, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, they were, uh, they were a proper character. Um, Good listening. Yeah, no, it is. It was pretty much the way it works as a format is, is that 
it's two fans talking about why they support Millwall and, and through their journey and memories and then they pretty much lead it. It's the 1885 podcast. Uh, Barry Bongo Perkins and Peter Parfly uh, collect a herd. Two characters, I, I know them well. A lot of time for both guys and it's um, going to be a good show to listen to, Miglo. Yeah, it's, uh, it should be out uh, hopefully later on. It'll either be out by the time you do your show or be out just after your show. Um, but there's a couple more. There's a youth podcast coming and uh, and there's a, like a main show, just sort of analytical stuff. But yeah, no, hopefully there's a few new stuff coming. So yeah, good stuff. Good, gonna be good. good to get some choice out there. Nice stuff. So online, Mick, one of the things I've just read is £5 a pint now for a pint of beer in Millwall. Is that... Um yeah, no, what, uh, what do you think of that, mate? I know, I know you're in a difficult position, a fan on the board, but I'm here to spring you a difficult question, so that seems a lot. If I was in a trendy bar, West End, I might play that, but it seems a lot inside a stadium. I know it's half for the coach, but it seems a lot. Look, I understand things need to go up, but I think, you know, £5 a pint from, what was it, 460 Yeah. Um, potentially, you know, is a big jump, um, and I think it was sort of sprung on people to a degree, but... You know, again, it's it's well out of my remit, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know if, if I'd want to pay five pound a pint. Um, I wouldn't do pay stadium beer for for a fiver. I mean, I'd, I'd pay two pound twenty for a bottle of water because it's such a warm day today. But that seems strong. But I might pay five pound for a bottle of beer if it was like you know a larger like a bottle of butter than that. But if you're in a decent bar somewhere, you know, we're not, are we? We're, we're in a concrete car park, basically sort of places though beer should be cheaper because you'll sell more of it but I suppose you're in a in a difficult situation you don't want people really to drink a lot of beer do you? so you're being priced out of the market dear listeners we don't want you getting arsehole on, on, in this stadium <laughs> I was unfair on Mick there I gave him no pre-warning I was going to ask him that dear listeners but that's the way it is isn't it long ball falls from Jake Cooper finds Lee Gregory on a run through just tries to go, goes back to goal now as he takes out the control, he finds Steve Morrison, ball's fucked across the, goal across the box, almost onto the foot of Aiden O'Brien, 17 minutes, Aiden recovers, that's going to go for a middle corner on the left hand side, Aiden O'Brien is screaming at himself because it was just, um, it floated beyond his right boot there, he's kind of moving away awkwardly from it, and he's disappointed with himself for not claiming a second there, as it is going to be a right, a left sided corner for the Lions, it'll be Sean Williams to take. And it floats, it's uh, along the line of the six-yard box. That's Jake Cooper with a header, towering header at the back there, but wide. But close, as you can tell by the crowd reaction. 18 minutes, 18 and a half minutes. Actually, a little feel a little bit out of practice of doing this, Malarkey, dear listeners. It's quite odd to get back into. You have a few months away, and it's, um, it's like getting back in the saddle again. You know, it takes you a little while to get back in the swing of it. I hope you don't notice any, any uh, loss of quality as a result of me not getting the, getting the old microphone. I get my, my tool out for a few months. Huge contrast, obviously, in spending between Middlesbrough today and other clubs in this division this season and their own dearly beloved Lions. But uh, there's an interview with Steve Morrison that I saw just before the start of the season, which I dubbed uh, Steve Morrison's Sinatra interview because he basically made the point that we all have to do it their way. Um, we, we can't go competing with teams like... Middlesbrough have signed uh, Adam Flint, Aidan Flint, Adam Flint, whatever his name is, uh, for seven million, and other players for five million. We can't compete in that kind of market, and I don't think uh, we really want to. Which was Morrison's point. It's it's not the Millwall style to try and compete with teams at that level. We can't do it. We don't want to do it. It's a ball across the mill box there. Whilst I get on my high horse, that's clunk clear onto the right side now. Middlesbrough now have a chance to 
uh, put it into the box. It's going to be uh, the seven now. Still not putting the ball in. It's gone all the way back to the halfway line. Applause from the middle crowd for the, um, the closing down of space, the art of negating the other team's opportunity. They force them all the way back into their own half now. They've still got possession, but that went nowhere. There's a moment there if they had put the ball in early, they would have had a chance. And that was um, a subtle art form of the game. And one back in there by George Savile, another subtle art form on the halfway line. Well, halfway through the first half, 22 minutes. Applause down there for Jewish Skalak, our new signing. And I think Murray Wallace might be down as well, another new signing, a defender from Scunny, signed over the season. But those are the two signings, apart from Ben Amos, of course, the uh, standing goalkeeper. Um, halfway through the first half, Millwall very much in control, it's got to be said. I don't really, We haven't seen anything from Middlesbrough so far that's implied any danger. The Lions have uh, taken their chance and have got the ball forwards more often than they have. So, all well and good, halfway through the first half. A little bit of handbags down there. I think that's um, Wallace and, and the eight having a little shove. William, sorry, excuse me. A few words. The Nye's having a few words. Referee's pulling James Meredith away. And the Middlesbrough nine. A few exchanges of views and no more, I think, dear listeners. Aiden O'Brien working hard in midfield. Draws a free kick. There's a loose ball from Morrison. They almost conceded uh, possession back to Middlesbrough. Aiden, no ste- Aiden stepped in and uh, took a bit of a clattering there. But they're doing the work, Millwall. I'm like, liking what I'm seeing so far across the, mid- the whole mid- midfield. We're doing the work. Strangely, we're out-muscling a Tony Pulis side, a man who seems to have made his reputation on building physical sides. At the moment, it's Millwall who are the physical side, bullying them. I don't know how many um, subscribers to Sky Arts channel there are that listen to my podcast, but um, there is a, there was a show called um, Artist in Residence. I just took my picture. It's weird, isn't it? I just turned around and took a picture of me. Um... Uninvited. Is that what you have to put up with when you're, you know, you're a celebrity of some kind? Or am I a celebrity? I don't know. Um, but yeah, Sky Arts Channel, where was I? Um, artist in Residence. It's an interesting little programme. They, they basically put an artist into a situation and they inserted an artist into West Bromwich Albion under Tony Pulis's management. It's quite an interesting programme. I recommend it. It's um, maybe not your normal choice of documentary. Um, interesting character, Tony Pulis. He's... Um, he, Seems to be a man who builds his whole reputation on being a hard man. They showed one training routine in what was a failing season for West Brom, where he's taken his team for warm weather training, and he's got them all on bikes racing up the uh, side of a mountain, Tour de France style. Little surge falls by Borough, 33 minutes, ball into the box. Taken away by Marlon Romeo. So yeah, Tour de France style training, and he's got to be the one leading it. I think he follows the kind of parachute regiment um, idea that if the uh, general can't do what he's asking the men to do then um, you know it's a bad show so whatever they would do he had to be the winner of the race and he, he, he kind of took on this hill uh, you know Garant Thomas style up the hill and more to him than meets the eye I think but um, certainly his, his um, outward persona is of the hard man the, uh, the muscular hard man I'm not sure that's always the best way to be in this world but no, there we are Sky Arts Channel subscription channel so you might not want to pay for the whole thing just that watch that channel but uh, I dare say someone will rip it off and stick it on another channel sometime worth a watch and the beautiful Bermondsey sunshine the Costa del Bermondsey warm enough for it today dear listeners I've become fascinated by the bloke and the woman with him who's taken my picture they, they, they look like they're Italians or something of that kind they're, they're tourists you know turn around took my picture weird I won't get fixated and do a whole show about it, but you know, it does, it does log in your mind somewhat. 
Bad header back towards Lee Gregory. Face a goalkeeper. 2 Beautiful finish by Lee Gregory. I thought he just couldn't get a touch on it. The goalkeeper went the wrong way. He beat the goalkeeper slightly in 36 minutes. 2-0. Baby, yeah, Daniel, baby, uh, Zico style. Just had a baby, isn't she? Yeah, that's right. 2-0 Millwall. Let's watch it again on the big screen. Defensive error conceded possession. Basically headed back. Um, Lee Gregory before he didn't touch it. Looks like he did on the big screen. Goalkeeper goes up, misses the ball. Gregory rounds him and has the easiest chance to start it in for 2-0. Coming up towards 37 minutes, lines well in control, dear listeners. Tony Pulis will be regarded as self-inflicted masochism on a hot day long trip down to London and you can see the soft goal like that when you're 1-0 down already and showing nothing that will hurt the uh, portrait done by the artist incidentally in the, in the uh, programme I was referring to captured something of the pain of being a football manager you know, something in the eyes of this portrait captured the uh, moments like that I guess with all the work all the effort everything you put into it suddenly gets uh, given away by a soppy little chance like that nicely scored that for a goalkeeper by Marlon Romeo another player on the cusp, on the cusp of a career. Can he press on? Press on? I think he can. I think he's got all the ingredients. That was mature defending by Marlon Romeo. 38 minutes. Crowd singing, we're top of the league. I suppose we are at the moment. Middlesbrough, of course, ended our season, really, with that 2-0 win up at the uh, Riverside a few months ago, uh, when we were exhausted, pretty much, from the uh, Fulham game, with needing a victory up there. Uh, they, they won it with some ease I think um, but this is a different team today they don't look half as energetic half as committed as that team that we saw that day so I don't know what's happened to them during the course of the summer they spent a lot of money so clearly the answer to football's woes is not necessarily spending money I know we we make a lot of our team spirit and our, uh, our you know having to make a virtue of not having uh, you know resources that other teams do but it, it does take you a long way the, the willingness to fight for each other of a Neil Harris side Evidence so far today. I know we're not um, nowhere near a finish yet, but that's been evidence so far. And in the heat and uh, harsh conditions out there today, Middlesbrough have shown nothing on that level. They do have a long throw in now, 40 minutes on the left. What can they do from that? Just in line with the penalty area. They're going to throw it deep into the middle. In it comes. It's lofted in towards the near post. It's going to be hoofed clear by Marlon Romeo from the knockdown now. 41 minutes, Middlesbrough just pressing forwards. There'll be a possession on our left-hand side at the moment. They've not got the ball into the middle yet. Archer screaming at his defenders to push forward to not get pinned back. They're playing the ball around the middle, but with no great penetration at the moment. Shot from distance. That's nearly hit the corner flag, looping away from goal. 41, 42 minutes clicks past on the stadium clock. Good defended by Marlon there, long ball forwards into the corner. He's, he had his back to goal. Middlesbrough player bearing down on him, he managed to draw the knock, full forwards with a free kick for his side. Mature defending again, Marlon Romeo. Hutchinson returns to the field, he was out of, out of play for a little while, he's now strapped up like a, a rugby player with a, a bandage around his head. I miss the fact that he'd actually left the field, so that's a quality of commentator you've got here, dear listeners. But he's just returned back to the free. Come towards the uh, 40, 44 minutes, 45 minutes last few minutes of uh, first half one minute overtime at the end of the first half to listen so I know the word overtime annoys a lot of people partly the reason I say it I suppose 
Great first half for the Lions, dear listeners. Uh, well in control, two goals to the good. Middlesbrough have looked um, less than a threat, in all honesty. Um, going forwards, they've had a lot of possession, passing around, going nowhere from uh, set pieces, and they've shown nothing. So, as we tick down to the, the last few seconds of the first half, we're in the unusual position of feeling very, very comfortable at the den with a 2 0 lead. There's a half time break, dear listeners. Lions 2, Middlesbrough 0. And a very accurate reflection of uh, playing that first half for me, dear listeners. So we're going to be back after these messages. Achtung, Milbal. So we're talking to Adam and Craig. What, what, what uh, team do you follow, Adam? Uh, I'm an Oldham Athletic fan. Oldham, Craig. Manchester City. <laughs> Welcome to the show, chaps. Um, You've done a huge thing here. You've walked 92 football league grounds. Wow. Well, we haven't walked it. I mean, walking it would have been impressive. Well, I don't, don't think we could have dragged... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a lot less impressive. All oh, right. <laughs> well, in fact, 2007 oh, we miles. It. <laughs> we, we worked out that it was like driving to St. Petersburg and back. Right. That's, that's how distance. far it is. Yeah, it's, so every it's single ridiculous. league ground, from yeah, Fleetwood yeah. down to... Uh, yeah, right down to Plymouth the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. this is in aid of prostate cancer, I see. Certainly um, is. What's your, what's your, you're just giving sites on there, uh, Adam? Yeah, we're um, justgiving.com um, forward slash fundraising forward slash trek92. Yeah. And what's your ground you've enjoyed going to apart from your own ones, chaps? What one would you choose, uh, What's the nicest one you've seen? I think we've got the apart same answer. The <laughs> apart, apart from the den, I think the same answer is going to be St. James's Park, Newcastle. Really? Only because we got there late at night, nine o'clock, we weren't yeah. expecting to get into the ground. And they let you in? Um, so we just tapped up security and he took us through we went out on the pitch for sunset oh, over the city so wow. it, it just looked awesome yeah wow yeah so, a real, real landmark ground of English football yeah it is a real I've been, I've been for a few games there it's a class ground but to be on the pitch yeah. for sunset with everything pristine it was, it was yeah, impressive fantastic wow so. well, to, be, to be fair that, and, and this might be sounding a little bit a bit creepy but this yeah. is the club that's looked after us the best uh, yeah definitely really? yeah Mickey's sorted us out um, spoken to him a few times uh, worked with him uh, like he said previously on a different charity event yeah. Um, but yeah a club that's really really keen to help out um, lots of different charity organisations we do a lot and I, 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 we have a stereotyped image obviously which um, you know, I don't think we'll ever lose but yeah, yeah. There, there is another side and I, I find it interesting when I hear similar things from other fans um, and people wouldn't expect that but um, you know we, there is a lot that goes on that's it, yeah. you're an Oldham fan Adam um, certainly mate I, I went up to Oldham um, last League One when there was a, a last minute double penalty save yeah, that was. Was you there? Yeah, that yeah, day? Wait, I could have screamed. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was interesting. Yeah, interesting day. League, league two at the moment. Yeah, relegated uh, yeah. last season. Not a fantastic season, really. Um, yeah, I just think. I think the players packed in a little bit on the manager. I think the manager sort of, he was a young manager and they didn't really, I don't think they turned out for him. Yeah. There's been a lot of turmoil as well within the club. Um, yeah. There's been a new chairman. Yeah. Um, yeah, difficult for a club, I mean, difficult for us in London. We were up against the Arsenal to Chelsea. Difficult for the Oldhams with Manchester City, United, you know, and other big clubs nearby. It's, uh, interesting during the 92 the depth of English football is for me the, the great beauty of the game it would be a shame to see that go wouldn't it in 
favour of this Super League. But, uh, yeah, it, it would, and I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the um, a lot of the stadiums that we visited, you know, some of the some of the, the most hospitable that you find are the lower league clubs. Yeah, um, the family clubs, you know, yeah. these are people who really yeah. still care about football. They're not businessmen. Yeah, they're not machines. And that's what football's all yeah. about. Yeah, a lot of the clubs. Have, so the ones that have been hospitable have not lost that attachment to society. No, you, you work class clubs more can place like we're happy to open up the ground even though yeah. they're shut and let us in yeah. and then you've got other clubs like I'm not going to name names but there were some <laughs> oh, come on it's only a middle <laughs> podcast like, like Anfield you know what I mean they kind yeah. of fob you off oh they're in meetings we can't take you down yeah, now and it's yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. it's two minutes out of your time for a great cause is it yeah. really such a big deal and that's interesting because Liverpool make a big deal of this couple of people uh, yeah. working class blah blah just blah not, yeah. not too far from here Chelsea they were really I, I thought quite hostile weren't yeah, they really? were they yeah, yeah you, what do you want what are you doing here you can't ground, do this, you, know. you can't do that. And I understand you've got to clamp down on security, a place like yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. with recent goings on and stuff, yeah. and terrorism and stuff. But, yeah, you know, but you see two yeah, guys no. rocking up in a signposted van, you know we're not Al Qaeda. No, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not looking at two Daesh here, am I? So to, to, we to just want to get in two minutes a picture, but yeah, the, interesting it's quite stuff. a golf. It's quite yeah. a golf in the top tier and, yeah. and your working class clubs. Inter- yeah. Interestingly, we, had a, we went up to Fleetwood. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the CEO popped his head out, he was having really? a chat with us. <laughs> yeah, and he even came on. The, he was taking the photographs, so you know that's that's the level you're working with at yeah. that level. You wouldn't really see nice. the CEO of the big clubs. Yeah. They're not even in the country, are they? So he's working there day to day. He's a man of the people. Sort yeah. of thing. But that also goes to highlight that it's not dying at the low level neither. No, no, no. Uh, no. There are some clubs that are really dilapidated. Your Carlisles, you think, how is this club still surviving? The ground is awful. It's yeah. run down, uh, and they're probably getting really. I mean, like Latics, the attendance has dropped to sub. It was about three, three thousand summit when we went up there and yeah, there, yeah, there, was, mean, there was a good few of us over the you know. years it's really dropped hasn't it it was not long ago they were getting 10k for some games yeah. Premier League uh, club in there yeah uh, initial to... initial Premier yeah. League club one of the founder members of the Premier League yeah. amazing to say but true there's still money being pumped into grassroots though you look yeah. at t- clubs like Fleetwood that have come yeah. from non-league and, and little time and the grounds there is spectacular isn't it yeah, yeah. Yeah. and a lot of money spent on it that welcoming so there is a difference yeah. in the top to you and yeah. there always will be but yeah, yeah. money speaks yeah. So, uh. but I mean you see the, the rise of clubs like Burnley and um, you know a, a, a club not so long in, in the you know, same divisions as, as Millwall and they've made it Bournemouth so I mean there's hope for us all but if you think about those clubs though we went to Burnley Burnley were really hospitable they took us out took us in I the imagine direct, they would have been took yeah. us in the directors yeah. box but the good thing with Burnley is we got to chat to a lot of the employees yeah. and they're doing loads and loads of different things yeah. they've got things there for the elderly they've got yeah. it's not, they've not community got, club yeah they've not got too big for the boots no, you know no, what no. I mean they still keep that community at the heart of the club which is what you want to see in a game I think and I will say though in City's defence which are currently the biggest club in the country Absolutely. are pouring so much money into the surrounding area in the community in the schools yeah. they've got the colleges now on site so well, that was one of the, the, the shake who owns it I can't think of his yeah. name Mansur yeah. uh, uh, well, part of his deal was the stadium but also to put it, money into that area he's redeveloped the area now yeah. there's, there's talk of him buying the housing as well right. now and redeveloping okay. that for some okay. like uh, budget housing uh, the area has, has grown leaps and bounds around there they're and, not a bad football team either no they're not a bad football <laughs> team but there are some clubs like, like your Chelsea's that have yeah. not done anything for the surrounding area no. uh, and have no interest in developing no. women's football or, or no. youth or anything like that just, no. it's all A team you know first team and that is it so there we are modern football chaps it's wonderful to talk to you both I'm going to read out it's just giving 
justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash trek 92 trek 92 and if you can't find that because it's long we're on twi- uh, twitter trek 92 I'll, I'll stick a link on the on the um, on the podcast link when it goes out it's wonderful to talk to you boys well done Thanks, we'll shake your hands much appreciated and we'll, we'll be on the show tomorrow nice one Achtung Mehlball 5 years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Seems out for the second half, dear listeners. No signs of any changes, I don't think, for the Millwall side anyway. And who cares about the Middlesbrough side? Who gives a shit what they've done? No one. Certainly not on this podcast. Guys going to be attacking a cold blow in the second half. Middlesbrough going to kick us off. And away we go. Jacob Steinberg writing for the Guardian a few weeks ago. And his pre-season preview of the division asks, can Mill keep delivering on a budget? Neil Harris has worked wonders since becoming Millwall's manager three years ago, he says. He writes, after winning promotions at a championship in 2017, Harris continues to excel despite his lack of funds, helping Mill finish eighth. Whether they continue to defy the odds remains to be seen, says Steinberg, uh, given they've barely strengthened. We've acquired Skalak, but I know what he means there. But their ability to punch above our weight, our ability to punch above our weight must not be underestimated, I paraphrase there, because he says there. In reply, nice tweet in reply from 41 Henshaw Street, who says um, every single team that played us last season knew exactly what to expect from us, and yet they still couldn't deal with it. We just need to start, need something other than a slow start this season. Well, so far, so good on that front, Henshaw. Been a cracking start in the first half, at least. So who is Jury Skalak? Sounds like a song, doesn't it, by Department S. Who is Jury Skalak? 
uh, winger for Brighton, Czech international. Uh, product of the Sparta Prague Youth Academy, a great name, Sparta Prague. So Skellic has Europa League experience with Sparta Prague, um, playing against teams of the quality of Feyenoord and Athletic Bilbao. He's also played for the Czech national side at all levels, youth and on to full international. So um, from what I've seen on the YouTube clips, he looks like a decent cross of the ball, which is all that we're after in the absence of Ben Marshall. <laughs> that was a passing train, I think. You want an interesting fact I know, dear listener, about Pardo Biche, hometown of Jury Skalak, 96 kilometres east of Prague. It is a, the site of a chemical factory which also manufactures Semtex, plastic explosive, comes from Pardo Biche. Also, there's an oil refinery, heavy machinery factory, and an electronic plant. And from what I can see on Google, quite a nice medieval old town, but anyway, we'll, we'll concentrate on Semtex. Overhead flick there from Steve Morrison. Jed Wallace is chasing through. It's going to go for a corner, surely. Goal kick, goal kick. It's a disagreement in the middle crowd, 50 minutes. Move down the left now, a little one-two. This is Lee Gregory coming down the left. He's got Morrison in the middle, if he can find him. Oh, in front of Morrison, who couldn't connect. 51 minutes right across the goal line. Oncoming Steve Morrison, you're pushing mortgage on him, putting that one in. Beautiful move down the left. Just in, it must have been a millimetre in front of Steve Morrison's toe, just in front of him, almost slammed into the post. Chance, 51 minutes. Well, their first of the season. Well, the first cuckoo of spring, traditional letter to the Times. The first monks chant of the den of the season. A little move down the right side, this is Steve Morrison now from Savile. Balls into the box. Gregory can't take and turn, just couldn't get hold of it in front of goal now. 57 minutes, Millwall. Last year they spent, what, 43 million? Something like that. They spent a lot of money. They, they, don't look, they don't look much at all. This is Wallace coming down the left, right hand side. Oh, just over the head of Lee Gregory on coming now. Real chance now on 58 minutes. Mid Middlesbrough do look all over the place at the moment. Long may that continue, dear listeners. I mean, is it Yeah. It was a real sunny day. It gets a bit intense out of it. It's fucking really intense. Free kick for Middlesbrough. 62 minutes. Down below us in block one. Left hand side of the mill penalty area. They've looked poor all afternoon, dear listeners, but this is not a time to give them half a sniff. It was a bit of a fault of ours last season. We will give teams roots back into the game. So this is going to be a, a set piece to defend here. Ten's going to take. In it comes, it's a near post ball, it's across the six yard box, bouncing around, that spot is in the way, somehow that's been kept to play. Beautiful defended by Millwall, beautiful defending. 63 minutes. Well, this looks like he's kind of accepted fate somehow, doesn't yeah, he? Didn't it? Yeah. He don't seem happy, he don't seem bothered, he's just no. Nils energetic outside yeah. the box, everything else. Very odd. 63 minutes. Well, halfway through the second half, then, this is, I suppose you'd say Middlesbrough have pushed their way back into the game a little bit. A um, couple of chances for them, but then also Millwall have had chances, crosses, and no one on the end of them. So um, even Stevens on that front, but the two goals from the first half being a critical difference between the two sides. And ball there for the 19, he wins a bit of space, little ball into the mix. Archer takes comfortably enough. Yeah, he's, well he had his uh, wobbles last season, but he's looked pretty sound today. So how much it costs to rent a space on the uh, moving 
LED advertising board, Mick? How much would the firm have to pay for it? I think it ranges, I think there's three or four different tiers, and it ranges from seven and a half grand up to 35. Wow. It's going to put off local business, isn't it? I'd like to see... Um, I think seven and a half gets you two minutes. I'd like to see smaller smaller firms and you know local businessmen, traders, you have to give it a go on it for cheaper prices. I suppose it's one of those, isn't it? It's a difficult one, I suppose, because... The smaller the cost of the thing, I don't know how they work. Yeah, but yeah, I think they, they brought them out right. But you've got. Oh, there's a bit of a, a melee to a degree. Yeah, over on the uh, right hand side. I will bring it away. Cross field ball, we'll just stay with it, play for a moment. The money for this sort of advertising, it needs no. to be the larger firms. Yeah, to make it But pay. then you're sort of in a no win. You're damned if you do, damned if you, you don't. don't yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you want local businesses, but local businesses can't, can't necessarily afford it. Yeah. So you then got to go to the big ones. But Millwall's not a charity, of course. So. But also, you know, the hardest thing is that uh, again, it, it boils down to name, reputation. Will the big firms want to do it? I think, you know, I think they've got a hard battle. Sky better put some money in there. I think it's in there. Name go past. Yeah. And there was another one earlier on. They sponsor the league, though, don't they? Thirty-two red. Yeah. There's a crossing yeah. corner from the right hand side of Middlesbrough. It's Paul headed away there. Decent commercial team coming in yeah. who's starting to do things, you know, to bring in the revenue. But yeah. I don't know, it, it's you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I don't, I don't like the modern football movie adverts. It don't, don't uh, look right to me. But there we are. A few mill players getting battered by today's proceedings. Aiden O'Brien out and a little bit of attention. Hutchinson early on, of course. It's been a physical contest as you would expect from a Tony Pulis team they certainly don't look like the same team as had that mojo up at, up at Riverside a few months ago that's for sure 77 minutes corner on the right side for, for Middlesbrough and it comes from the right it's a bobbling chance back and forth taken nicely by Jordan Archer has got some confidence hasn't he yeah yeah that was a good take that, been, that, that was an uncertain situation ball head tennis inside that six yard box and Jordan took it well basketball style so um, well played Jordan Archer little substitution on 79 minutes it's Tom Elliott's coming in for Lee Gregory good applause for Lee Gregory he's done a job today done a lot of hard work score of the second goal good performance by Griggs as always probably a quieter second half than he had first half but good show by Gregory so in comes Tom Elliott in 79 minutes another player with something to prove in many ways Tom Elliott scored six goals last season but um and one critical one up at Leeds, of course, but remains something of a, a, a you know, the, the jury is, is out on him. Dino standing left the club, and he's, he's gone. Uh, Mr. Byfernam, I presume, is on holiday. He does normally take August first game off. Um, Mr. Byfernam is the boat that does the, um, the announcements. Ball down the middle. Archer gets his body on the line there in front of the. That's not Archer. <laughs> Archer transformed. Archer, Archer 2.0 uh, made a, made the dashboards on the, as the nine was bearing down the left side of goal there. Put his body on the line bravely and took the ball. Do you reckon Archer's had hypnosis or something? Because that doesn't look the same Archer as the end of last season, the beginning of this season. Older listeners remember a program called Joe 90, where he used to dick the brainwaves of one of the great yeah. goalkeepers and program it into Joe 90. And I think that's what's been done with uh, Jordan Archer at Calmont Road over the summertime. 81 minutes on the clock. A bit of a one-two is Marlon. This is Morrison. Does a little body swerve. Schneerpo's shot gets deflected for another call on the way inside. Little body swerve. There's life in the old dog. There's old tricks in that there body. 
Here comes Skalak. Aiden O'Brien coming out of the game, 84 minutes. Jury Skalak makes his home debut. That'd be nice. Good performance by Aiden O'Brien, a blistering first half. Less so in the second half. But after that first half, two goals um, carved out from the game. Game pretty much wrapped up. In that, in that Fulton 45, you, can't, you can forgive any Gregory and O'Brien quite the second half. I mean. Long diagonal balls. He's bouncing around the middle penalty area. Marlon collects, almost concedes in front of goal. It's bouncing around. It's 2-1. 2-1. Sloppy defence. 87 minutes. Gives Middlesbrough a late chance. Archer screaming at his defenders. Rightly so. That was sloppy. Long ball finds Morrison tries to do a one-two with Elliot, but that move breaks down. A few minutes of panic now, dear listeners. 88 minutes. Middlesbrough coming down the right hand side. That's a body block by Skalak on the right side. He's going to go for a throw in. Big man's come forwards for the long throw. Neil got to be on their on their best behaviour here. 88 minutes. And it comes. Deep, deep, deep. Uh, Williams gets ahead to it. Back out to the wing. Back to uh, Morrison. Middlesbrough to the ends Morrison Middlesbrough long ball diagonal left hand side now there's a 10 a chance to cross it in and it comes that's going to be long that's over the heads of everybody goal kick another substitution this is Murray Wallace 25 in for uh, Steve Morrison it looks like defender on for the ageing Steve Morrison done a, a shift out there getting good applause from the whole stadium yeah, why not go on the player rating app on the AMS website? Rate your players after today's game. Sponsored by CBL Magazine, that global conglomerate. CBL Magazine, the international media empire, sponsoring the player rating contest on the AMS website. Visit it after today's game, dear listeners. Why don't you? Brave work there by Tommy. Put his body on the line there. Keeping the ball in the Middlesbrough half. Five minutes. Where's he get that from? Five minutes of panic. Ball scraping. There's a chance for the 18. He just looks. He wants to try and carve a chance there. He gets scuffed around for a corner on the right hand side. Panicky defended by the middle defence. They've acquired a, a note of um, mayhem late in the game. They look pretty solid overall. Headed clear by Sean Hutchinson, but onto the edge of the penalty. Middlesbrough still keep control. Shot from distance. That's over the bar. Goal kick. Savile took a full blow I think he might have been in the midriff or possibly in the ghoulie box he's back up and walking beautiful take by Tom Elliott what can he do can he bury it he's put it over the bar lucky Tom Elliott he had a, a beautiful take and turn in the air he had a moment he was under pressure from the, the defender and put it high over the bar in the event yeah probably coming down to the last minute of the game of extra time final chance probably for Middlesbrough to send it forwards taken short he's now lobbed in Elliot gets his head to it Skalax there took it all the way back to the goalkeeper it's a free kick a referee gives a free kick for something I couldn't tell you what that was for don't know he was wasn't he Middlesbrough keep possession inside the middle half final whistle should be any moment I reckon cleared by, by Steve Morrison into touch Final throw in for, for Middlesbrough. And it comes from uh, to the near post. That's Scalic gets his head to it. It falls as a penalty area. Bouncing shot. Could go anywhere. 2 all. 
ball pounded back into the middle penalty area, bouncing around. It falls to the middle before he slams it in. Two weeks, travesty of a result. That feels like a defeat. Middlesbrough celebrating like they won the World Cup. The final whistle. Game displayed by Mill, but sloppy work gives it up late in the game. I don't know where else I can put that, Nick. It was just um, not focusing on defence when we needed it the most towards the end of, a, of what had been a pretty good performance. They put the game away, didn't they? They thought they put the game away. It was all over. And then two lucky bounces in. And then just literally overcrowd the defence and get the ball through. The defence weren't covering enough. Well, let that be a lesson, dear listeners. Sorry to report on the tour draw when it was open for a 2-0 win. That's the first um, game of the season over and done with a point. What can we take away from that? Um, Mill as good as anyone going forwards today. That first half blistering display, we do need to maintain it over the course of 90. Apart from that, um, good performances by Aidan O'Brien, Lee Gregory in the first half. Uh, sloppy work to finish. Achtung, Milbein. So it's a Sunday morning nightmare, not so much the, the cold light of day, dear listeners, this time of the year. It's the warm light of a Sunday morning that we review yesterday's game. I'm going to start off with a clip that we've lifted from the Millwall FC stream. A little bit of a post-match interview with Neil Harris. So let's go over to Neil right now. What a frustration, eh? Um, and I think I'm going to start with the positives. We were excellent today. For, for eight, 87 minutes, it was Memphis boys. Um, and I said to the players, we talk about the two goals we conceded, rubbish goals, really poor, naive goals. Uh, we have to be so much better. But we should have been outside. We've missed absolute sitters. Um, not usable wise enough in the penalty area. We, we could be five up. You know, we should have absolutely seen Borough off today. Um, but then if you, if you don't, you always leave yourself open. And, and you're playing against a quality side with superb players. And we played them off the park for 87 minutes. Um, but if you don't kill them off, you get a chance to get back into it. Um, so I've just said to the players there, now, that's a lesson for us today. That's an absolute lesson for us today, is that we have to be ruthless in front of goal and we have to be uh, more professional and more experienced when uh, when we're dealing with things in sort of areas like we did at the end. So on this stuff there from Neil Harris and, and in repost, I select a little post here from Golden Balls on, on the House of Fun, who I think probably sums up the whole game yesterday. Three key traits, says Golden Balls, three key traits carried over from last season, which we still need to iron out. Uh, number one, bullet point, not capitalising when we're on top. I think that goes to Neil's Menvy Boys comment that he just made. Conceit number two, conceding sloppy goals. The first goal that gave him a sniff was very sloppy. No other way to, to describe it. Um, first game of the season, so long way to go yet. 45 still to go. But that needs to be worked upon, worked upon, and worked upon some more. And finally, uh, Golden Balls identifies that Neil Harris waits for the game to change before making his substitutions. He needs to be proactive, not reactive. And the little punchline is this learning curve is more like a continuous circuit, says Golden Balls. 
Speaking on Twitter, Jake Sanders, journalist Jake, says if it wasn't already, then a striker must be on the top of Neil Harris's priority list before five o'clock on Thursday. We certainly missed some chances, didn't we, dear listeners? I'm thinking back to the uh, the, the second half, Morrison chance, but also others in that first half too. A couple of moments where Aiden probably could have done a touch better in retrospect. And I think we were slightly cruising, getting complacent. Stroke taking our foot off the gas pedal at 2 0 with, um, you know, not very long to go. And you can't do that in this championship division. There's too much money. There are too many good players knocking around. And um, we have to make a virtue of our lack of resources. And we did that yesterday by sheer hard work, got ourselves into a winning position and let it slip. So, as Jake says, a striker, a stubborn kingdom for a striker. Bermondsey, Bermondsey, my Bermondsey for a striker by Thursday, says Jake, 5 pm. Jay Taylor, in reply, says, adding to that, the loan window will remain open until August the 31st, if that's the route that Mill decide to take. Um, <clears throat> the mythical kind of um, idea of, 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 of another Harry Kane on loan all season, perhaps there, Jay? Well, that would be nice. We don't know what plans are afoot with the, uh, the recruitment team. But either way, we need to get someone who will take ch- chances when they come. Now, that's not to knock the forward line yesterday. I suppose um, Morrison could have done better with his chance late. We can't expect to depend on Steve all season. He is getting now into the uh, the latter stages of his career. I thought Lee Gregory up front put in a shift, but you, you got the full Lee Gregory show. Aidan O'Brien, for me, is the the key player. He He displayed with that opening goal a blast in from close range. His natural striker's instinct. I know he, he, he slightly divides opinion. I like him. I think he's a great striker. And he needs to develop that role. I think he could be the striker we need, the goal scorer that we need. That said, there's always going to be room for competition. Whether Steve Morrison can needs competition, I don't know. But certainly we need another person to come in and step into his shoes when, when appropriate. That person, sadly, is not Tom Elliott. Again, he had his moment. Late in the game, that could have put us three, three, uh, one up at that stage and killed the game, which he fluffed. And too many people, too many players, fluffing. It's got too many fluffers, dear listeners. From Twitter, Andrew MFC says for 87 minutes we were superb today. Two 0 flattered them. I did think Middlesbrough for 87 minutes were poor. We could and should have been four and five nil up. Says Andrew. Uh, I have to say though, Harris putting Wallace on. That means um, Murray Wallace. And going three at the back with one up top played into Middlesbrough's hands. They didn't need two centre-halves then, so they could push Aidan Flint. Aidan Flint. Reminds me of the old 60s spy movie, In Like Flint. Aidan Flint up as an extra striker. From that point onwards, the ball didn't stick up front for us and we invited pressure on. Two up top would have made it hard for them to push so many forwards. In reply, Merv Payne. Merv says, I still <coughs> have total faith in Harris. But those late changes are shockingly naive, says Merv. Shockingly naive. 2-0 is always a dodgy lead, no matter how comfortable you are. A lesson learned, hopefully, but we desperately need quality backup for Greg tomorrow. Elliot, Tom Elliot, is League One at level at best, says uh, Merv. Ex-goalkeeper Brian Horn posting on Twitter says, well, today's game was a typical championship game. We're all disappointed. But a good point, nevertheless. Only 49 points to go before we're safe. What a rollercoaster season. That would be why we love football and the best club in the world. Up the Lions. Lizzie, 1975. Referring to the uh, the, the slag, Kenneth, Kenneth Friend? Who's Kenneth Friend? Kevin Friend. 
and him giving Middlesbrough Fergie time, as she puts it. Um, we're going to get no favours out of Kevin Friend. We all know that. But we really can't blame him for adding on a few seconds to give Middlesbrough their one last chance. Uh, you're always going to get that from that, that referee. You know that. Um, we shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. We've got to look at ourselves, dear listeners, and let the referees become a bit of a, an easy option, in my opinion. Mashy. Mashy asks, to the point, how the fuck did we not win that? Millwall pissed all over him for 85 minutes, says Mashy. David Turner's says, never, <coughs> never ever bet on Millwall. Very true, David. And Gary Wilson feels violated. Strong word. Violated after that result. Sky TV, Johnny Phillips reports that the match officials requested a police escort out of the ground at Millwall. After the late 97th minute Middlesbrough equaliser, only five minutes went up on the board. They wanted the police escort out of the ground. Oh dear, the drama old tart Kevin Friend is, and the what an old queen. Uh, this is Millwall uh, to finish us off, Glenn. I know it won't be good enough for some, but we're upset we haven't got a win over promotion favourites. It really does go to show how far we've come in the last few years, says Glenn. A long way to go, but I believe last season wasn't the fluke, and there's no reason we can't hit top ten again. A bit of perspective there from Glenn. I've got to agree with you there, Glenn. I thought we, we outplayed Middlesbrough for the most part of the game. It was just a little bit of naivety in what the uh, that awful modern phrase, game management. We should have managed our way out of that, that situation yesterday. And um, we let them back in. But there's there's lessons to be learned there. But for the most part, I mean, I, I think I said it in, in, in the live piece, we're as good as anyone out there. So um, nothing to fear from this division. Again, I've, I believe. Achtung. So we're looking at the AMS play, player rating website, which is on the hyphen ams.co.uk, sponsored by CBL Magazine, the player rating system. We're going we're gonna to do this as a regular weekly thing, just to close out today's show. So today's, um, yesterday's player ratings. Um, Jordan Archer at the moment is earning a 5.2 from the, uh, the, the, the audience of the AMS. Now, I, f- I think that's harsh. I know that there's talk online that he was at fault for the first goal. Maybe should have been a little bit um, braver, is, is the word some are using, but he was brave one or two other times in the game. And as ever, the goalkeeper's judged on his errors. Um, errors that cost us a goal, I know. 5.2 seems a little bit low because he did, uh, overall, I thought he did a better for me, Jordan Archer. I'm going to give him a six. 5.2 by the the, uh, the Millwall Cognacenti, the people in the know. Um, Backline, Jake Cooper, 7.3 from the AMS side. Um, I, th- I can't disagree with that. I thought 7 or 7 or 8. Let's go for a 7, I think, for Jake, given that we allowed them back at the end. Sean Hutchinson, same 7. And some brave defending from Sean. Um, finished up with a smack to the head, bit of a bandage on his on his, on his bonds. Um, but again, back line and defence overall would have got higher if we'd have won the game. And I know that's that's probably being a little bit unfair, but we, we allowed two goals when we, we should have kept it to zero. James Meredith, um, okay, I mean, he's getting six point nine from the from the uh, the AMS audience. I would probably go with seven again, to be absolutely honest. I don't he had neither a brilliant nor nor bad game. And Marlon Romeo. Um, Talk online, there was it was an error. I've not really watched the, the goals in close enough detail to see if if it was a mile on error. He's getting six point one, so the the feeling amongst the the mill audience is that he was an error there. So um, 
I would have given him seven otherwise. It wasn't a great day. He didn't get forward enough for me yesterday, Marlon. Maybe he's playing to orders there. So I'm going to go with seven, but the uh, the Millwall scene says 6.1. Midfield did all right yesterday for me. George Savile, 6.6 on, on the AMS website. I would go with seven. Um, Jed Wallace, um, not a great Jed day yesterday, but not a bad day either. So I'm going to go with a seven for, for Jed, 6.6 from the AMS side. Sean Williams did all right, 6.6 online. I'd go with seven, to be honest. Lee Gregory getting man at a match yesterday, 8.4. He did the work. Lee did the work and he got the goal. Um, 8.4 from the AMS audience. I'm not sure I'd go quite that far, dear listeners, for me. I thought he did he did okay. He did a, a Lee Gregory performance yesterday. 8.4 seems very high, if I'm honest. Substituted in the 80th minute. Um, I, I, I wouldn't go much beyond seven... 7.5 am I allowed to split my scores I don't know I can do what I like it's my show um, so I go with 7.5 for Lee um, Steve Morrison 6.7 a bit of a quiet day by our Morrow standards yesterday whether it's the heat whether it's the old age and we all know about that older listeners don't we he's getting 6.7 um, from the AMS website 6.7 I probably would go with a 7 because I felt that going forwards we uh, certainly that first half we were blistering and I can't really knock a team that can, can get a, establish two goal lead over, over a team of the value of Middlesbrough and the opening goal I thought was a, a real Millwall opening goal so um, 6.7 seems a touch long I'm going to go with 7 for Steve Morrison Aidan O'Brien was my man at a match yesterday I just thought he looked on fire in the first half uh, the goal really set the tone the opening goal put away um, nicely and an example of what he can do for us inside the penalty area so I would go with an 8 for, for Aidan O'Brien but online he's drawing a 7.4 um, the other players Tom Elliott um, too, can't, too little to see of him Jerry Scalak too little to see of him and Murray Wallace too little to see of him so um, that's my player ratings I'm going to feed them into the AMS player rater later why don't you do the same dear listeners that's on the AMS the hyphen AMS.co.uk and if you go online on the Twitter feed, that is um, at capital A underscore capital M underscore capital S underscore group with a capital G and find it on there. So there we are, dear listeners. That's the opening show of the new season. I hope that you enjoyed it as far as you can do, given the circumstances. Um, we're going to be carrying on in our own sweet way again this season. We Don't forget to tune in to Love Sport Radio on Friday night for the pre-match Achtung Mill Hour of Power. And I'm going to go up to Blackburn Rovers and um, I'll do a show next Sunday. So until then, it's Arrivederci Millwall. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.